0: Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two,
1: one. Hey, welcome back to the Opvac cast. This is episode eighty seven and the first of twenty twenty. And in the new year, we will continue to celebrate your guilty pleasures, kill your idols. But before we do that, we have to celebrate our favorite time of year, which isn't the holidays, because fuck the holidays. It's dumpy, baby. The greatest holiday of them all. And joining me today, I got Jake Trapila. What's Gucci, my Poochie? Thank you for that. (laughs) Jake, I'm disappointed. Maybe it's a generation gap here, but the fact that you're not familiar with the the Poochie cartoon, not the Simpsons version, the OG Poochie uh it's it's frankly insulting uh, i feel like i don't even know you anymore
2: well i'm sorry to say i don't but if you're listening out there and you are familiar please feel free to tweet at steve how much you know about poochie
3: yeah all your poochie facts i want i want them give me them all uh myros is here steve what this all this kill your idols business i i don't think now's <laughs> the time for soleimani jokes <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I know this is a tough time for you, Myros. Tensions are uh, still running high. I'm sorry. That's it's it's my mistake, man. I I just I wasn't thinking about it. If you guys got to cancel me, you got to cancel me. I get it. I get it. Uh, Sean, you're here too. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? <laughs> you sound really
0: engaged. Oh, I'm just kidding. But uh, I'm glad to be back. It's been a while. It feels like. It
1: has been. We uh, we took a nice little holiday break. Uh, I was I was south of the border. I was in Mexico for a little while. Then I came back and I got diarrhea. Uh, I don't think those things are related, but I just thought I'd share with you. Wait, um, you got it after you came back? After I came back, people were like, "Don't drink the water; you'll get diarrhea." So I said, "Okay," and I drank bottled water. And then I came back, and a day later, boom, just just
3: butt explosion. Little did you Not know stuff. they were actually talking about bottled water.
1: Yeah, they're No, nah, that's the thing is maybe I guess they didn't really specify. Uh, maybe it's because I just walked out in the ocean and just opened my mouth, uh, but it uh, beats me. Don't do that. Anyways, <laughs> before That's we need to do it about
3: <laughs> ten more years of this shit. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: if we keep it up, how many more dubuaries before we all just commit to just like swallowing jellyfish? Uh, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Uh, oddly enough, you get some beautiful things out of dubuari, and in this case, dubuari season kind of started early. Uh, we got, just before the holidays, <laughs> a, man- a magnificent movie called Cats was bestowed upon us, and unfortunately it was, it was critically maligned, and I think it made about $3. Uh, but for my money, best theatrical experience of 2019 for me. I have never experienced anything like it before, uh, given I was very drunk, but taking that out of the equation, uh, it is patently insane. And I'm a person who's seen a lot of movies. I've had a lot of bizarre theatrical experiences. But I don't think anything can come close to this. It is pretty much an art film. There's no conventional narrative to be found. Everything is grotesque and horrifying on screen. And also, it seems to be unfinished because there are parts during the movie where, you know, human hands would appear. Uh, there's another part during a dance sequence where a man in a cat suit suddenly his cat suit disappeared. It was just a guy in like a hooded sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know what a jellicle cat is, even though the movie spent a solid two hours singing about jellicle cats to me. Uh, I, I don't understand what the motivations of the cats are, why they're singing, what they've been put on Earth to do. None of it makes any sense. And maybe the Andrew Lloyd Webber original doesn't make any sense either, but i don't think that really takes away from what this was and most importantly after the film concluded and i walked out and i was just sort of in a daze there was two there's two other groups in the theater with me there was a a a guy and like his two kids me and then there was this woman who was sitting alone near the front and she was wearing a a floor-length fur coat like a spotted dalmatian coat And as I left the theater, she grabbed my wrist and looked me straight in the eyes and said, remember, cats are not dogs. And then she just walked away into the night. Uh, And that is that's my takeaway from Cats. Ten out of ten. Greatest movie I've ever seen.
3: Steve, I think a lot of your questions are going to be resolved when uh, version two point six seven is released next week in theater.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What's that firmware update coming for cats? (laughs) I need to know. I need to know. Jake, what, you actually went and saw this. I don't think Myros and Sean braved the theater to, to go and see Cats. What what was your experience? Were you able to like wrap your head around any of this, given I was pretty inebriated, so maybe I missed the finer points? Uh, no, even seeing it stone-cold sober,
2: um, it was pretty amazing. Uh, it's really, truly one of those rare once-in-a-lifetime feats in filmmaking where something cost an egregious amount of money and was made by a professional studio with the intention of i guess winning oscars and just looking at it at no point during the production did anybody ever once stop to say this is a bad idea we should stop and cut our losses here because it's it is just mind-boggling how atrocious it all looks uh i i can't Think of anything more uh, aesthetically unpleasant <laughs> in this movie? Um, I, I, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of just shots of uh, people start wearing shoes that disappear in between shots, along with human hands. Uh, faces look like they're about to, like they're, like they're digitally mapped onto weird uh, mocap suits of of people in cat outfits. It's 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 really kind of like staring
0: abstract
2: yeah it's it's really uh it's really quite incredible how amazingly awful cats is and yet i cannot wholly recommend everybody go see it before it leaves theaters please i beg of you go see cats it's amazing
1: yeah i would i would highly recommend seeing cats as well it's uh it's not like anything you've ever seen i mean Rebel Wilson, who personally I oh I can't God. stand in anything. Uh, on two separate occasions, she unzips her skin and removes it, <laughs> and that's just kind of a thing that happens, and everybody's cool with it. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's going to show you things you've never seen before. Uh, Dame Judy Dench is terrifying, and everybody's trying really hard, and that's that's kind of important to the experience fucking Jason Derulo should have an Oscar. Um, yeah. Everything is perfect. James the- Corden is insufferable, which is the role that he was born to play. It's, <sighs> it's perfectly cast. Taylor Swift has a British accent. And who among us has not been clamoring for Taylor to speak in a British accent for the last 10 years? I know I have.
2: <laughs> There's a scene towards the end of this movie where Judy Dench like stops everything and turns and looks at the camera and addresses the viewer for like 60 seconds and explains how you should treat cats at home and it's literally one of the most uh terrifying things i've ever seen yeah because she's in her full cat garb and she's surrounded there's like four cats surrounding her and just kind of staring at her with re- weird admiration and it's it is it is haunting to say the least
1: yeah i, I mean for me though like the number one performance in cats has got to go to ian mcclellan who is about three thousand years old (laughs) he he wants that final oscar and there's this one scene where like two other cats are talking and he's just in the background and ian mcclellan (laughs) just goes meow 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 and he just walks off
2: (laughs) he really commits commits more to the cat thing than anyone else it's crazy
1: my man was born to be a cat and it's 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 really beautiful so if you haven't seen it, if you're one of the people out there is just like, I'm not gonna go see this movie. It's uh it's it's
0: not supposed to be very good. I don't
1: think it'll be fun. No. This is this is the scene from A Clockwork Orange where your eyes are pried open and you're forced to watch this shit. It's important. Okay? It's gonna change. I don't remember you. that part from Clockwork part? Orange. No. I, I well, trust me on this one, Sean. Uh so yeah, just just go fucking see it. Go steal it from the internet. Go to the theater. Just just do it. Have six beers. You'll enjoy yourself. Uh, kind of part of this this pre dumpuary dump that we experienced. Uh, this little turtle head poking out of the cinematic asshole into the movie theaters. We also got another remake of Black Christmas, which is noteworthy because it is in fact another remake. So this is the rare instance where we get. A remake of a remake, or a, a second try, I guess.
3: Is it a rare instance? I, I'm not. I, sure I don't. Sure. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think. Like you know, it's it's got some great company. There's the the blob, and uh there's there's. There, are there uh, two
3: blob remakes?
1: I think there's two blob remakes. Uh, there's body the snatchers.
3: The, the thing. thing. The thing. Uh, and the fly. There's some. The fly. The fly. <laughs> there are two something two. else. Are
0: there two fly remakes? <laughs> Right. Were uh, no. wasn't there something uh recent like within the last like 3 or 4 years that was like another remake? a is Star the... is born? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, it is a movie, yeah, a star. Well, yeah, I guess. Um what? They keep rebooting. The movie that we're going to talk about later is <gasps> is that? Uh, a remake? Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll get into The Grudge later.
1: And the Grudge is in that same company. I don't think The Fly counts. There's just a lot of shitty Fly movies. Yeah, that aren't, I, The Fly yeah, is just three Fly.
0: originals and then Cronenberg. And right, then yeah.
1: the weird Fly 2 yeah. that came yeah. after the Cronenberg one. Right.
3: Uh, there are two Fly 2s as well as two Flies, if you will. There's yeah. Return of the Fly with Vincent Price. As, as Glenn Danzig taught me, but
0: uh, but they're but they're on their own trajectory. They're yeah. not correct. Yeah,
3: just two yeah. franchises. I'm not sure. This is a rarity where you get a second reboot of uh, a franchise. But again, I, I'm not so sure if it's a rarity going forward because we're headed down a path, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah, apparently this is this is where we're heading. Uh,
1: Movies getting yeah. patched. <laughs> <laughs> Rebooting series for the third time—it's <laughs> everything you need, man. That's that's all there is, really. Oh, I guess uh, Spider
3: Man, Spider Man qualifies. <laughs>
1: yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, I was I was Batman wrong about the too. Blob. There's only there's only one Blob remake, but yeah. Hollywood, if you're listening, uh, you should remake the Blob two more times. Why not, dude?
3: Yeah. Well, so far they have both been good. It's
2: only a matter
1: of time. What if what if you did uh, What if you did like CGI Steve McQueen? Oh. Think about that. Yeah, little little de aging. <laughs> Why not? I mean, he, he's only been dead for practically yeah, forty years. They're gonna call
2: it decorpsing, is the
1: term. Yeah, decorpsing, decorpses ass. Tupac did it. Why not? It's a great idea. Uh, so, so this version of Black Christmas, the original is. You could probably say it's the first slasher, but then somebody would be like, um, excuse me, guys, but uh, actually it's not the first slasher because if you look, uh, uh, Lumberto Bava's, uh, buh, 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 this is, this is going to happen. So we're not going to say it's the first slasher. So it's a proto slasher. It's one of the earliest slashers. It's one of the, the best examples of, of what the genre would become in the late Establishing 70s. Establishing the archetype. Establishing the archetype. Good way of putting it, Sean. Uh, and then in 2006, somebody said, hey, we haven't remade this one yet. Why not? And they did. And uh, it was pretty terrible. Not exactly faithful to the original. Uh, was, I, I just remember being kind of mean-spirited and dumb, and it has a weird backstory to it. And I think we actually talked about it a little bit on one of the prior episodes. Yeah. Uh, but now we're back with more Black Christmas. And it's not related to the 2006 one, and it seems very barely related to the
0: 1976 one uh yeah so let's draw so, this one I'll say that. The, okay so the um uh as somebody who didn't see it i actually was um kind of planning on seeing it and then just kind of like lost interest uh my only interest going in was that it was directed by sophia to and i like her previous three movies to some extent yeah um uh, but and then this one was written by April Wolf, I think. It yeah, was so film yeah. critic
1: April, April Wolf. This, this is a real then, uh, French New Wave callback here. Yeah. We got the critics writing mm-hmm. films now.
0: Co-
2: yeah, Co- so, she co-wrote it with uh, Sophia.
0: And then and she's like, a, you know, she she's got an action film podcast. and She fashions herself an aficionado. And then yeah, so her and Sophia call were doing it, and it seemed like it was. Less interested in being a faithful adaptation as it was like sort of a course correction or like sort of a, uh, what's the word, you know, for reforming the text um, as as opposed to just remaking you it. You want
2: to add some current relevancy to the material. No,
0: yeah. So reform uh, the text. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So where, where does it go from that?
3: Um, Adam, do you want to start with this one? I can start. I just watched it. it's uh terrible. My god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there we go. Roll credits everyone. Uh, it, it,
3: I I uh we we did talk about uh when we talked about Boomhouses into the dark. Uh yeah. Sophia Tokal had directed one of the only episodes that we were actually kind of fond Enthusiast. of you know, the yeah. uh, New Year New You, which is yeah, it had some interesting ideas. It's a little uh, ham-handed at times, but uh, you know, I, I thought it showed some promise. It, it ha- had an interesting aesthetic. It, uh, it was you know, it, your mark someone to watch for me. Uh, yeah, I know Sean went back and watched a few others after that. I have not done so because I don't watch things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of assumed this would be alright. I didn't have high expectations. It's a Movie that kind of got sloughed off in the in the nether, and uh, it's just a yeah. cheapo horror movie. But
1: yeah, I mean, and and like we said, too, interesting director, potentially interesting writer. Uh, it's got your favorite actress, Imogen Poots. It's got
3: the Poots. Yeah, but then there's this <laughs> script. This script so is. Are you is,
0: saying it's got strong IP behind it?
3: <laughs> I, I, she's fine in the movie. There's, the problem is. Not not performance related certainly. It is well. I guess some of the secondary performances are a little rough, but uh, the problem is, it's just the writing. It is insane. The plot of this movie is holy shit. It's like the. It's somehow worse, more blunt, more idiotic societal commentary than than Joker, which I didn't think would be <laughs> topped this year, and it is. I uh, So the setup is that Imogen Poots and friends are like... Shout out Poots. They're like woke, woke alt girls in, who are inexplicably in a sorority and are seemingly... <laughs>
0: That's are seemingly boy.
3: raped every night by uh, fraternity <laughs> oh, geez. brothers.
0: Oh, jeez.
3: And then... Uh, is
0: this... Is that... Uh, uh, how adhesive is that to the oh, that, that's original? The, that's
3: the meat of the plot. It, Here's... Is,
0: okay. And the then me, they yeah.
3: are, uh, as per the Black Christmas tradition, uh, hunted through the sorority house. But but in this instance... They're uh, all... Surprise! The, the, the killer is like fucking it's, it's, the ghost of George Washington possessing men, men to become yeah. alphas and enforce the patriarchy.
1: <laughs> so uh,
2: wait,
3: what <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Let me No, yeah. that that's the plot. There's a <laughs> I, I, a bust I, did, I did of lower explanation. Let me. Yeah. yeah. Let me say uh, real
2: quick. All right, so I'm I hate to be that guy, but I consider the original Black Christmas to be probably the greatest horror film at least I've ever seen. And it's, it's really a simple setup. It's a sorority house. It's the, you know, Christmas vacation is upon these girls uh, as they're preparing to leave. A maniac breaks into their attic and just basically spends the entire movie hiding up there and tormenting them through unseen phone calls. Before he eventually creeps down and kills the girls one by one, and part of its enduring legacy is that oh, you never find out who the killer is. There's hints that it's this one guy, but then it's revealed it's, it's revealed to be a fake out, and the killer is is a mystery, and that's what makes it terrifying. So yeah, the the, mystery
1: is it's everyone.
2: Yeah, exactly. So the <laughs> so this movie, the only thing it takes from that is that it's set in a sorority, but like Myra said, they're inexplicably woke, but still they're like sorority girls and drinking a lot and calling each other bitches, but. Yeah, so the movie opens, and a lot of these girls have suffered experience of sexual assault in some form or another by frat guys, and the, there's a whole um, thing about, uh, there's like a petition going on, there's one, a petition going on against Carrie Elways, he pr- plays a professor, there's a petition going on against his character because he only teaches male authors in his, uh, school, his uh, syllabus. So, um, the only
1: and, book he teaches yeah. is the princess bride. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah, there's a syllabus and then there's also a petition to remove the bust of the founder of the school. So like Myra said, some George Washington, his name's like Charles Northridge or something. He's basically, he was Hawthorne, a you know, Hawthorne. Yeah. Charles <laughs> yeah, Hawthorne. Hawthorne College's bust has been removed because the guy turned out to be a uh, racist back in the 1800s. And uh, he's the bust is filled with this satanic black goo which these frat boys are using to possess each other so that they can kill women because they feel like the me too movement has quieted men down and they're afraid of getting their voices <laughs> taken away so it's about do men Do they need
1: goo to do that? Yes, can't you just they, do that? They, they, what do you need the goo for? They
2: what put they smear goo on each other's foreheads and dress in robes to kill these women in the sorority house and they, they smear,
3: they smear yeah. goo on beta cucks and turn them into hard alphas who fight for the cause. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it is just unimaginable. they have been doing stupid. this for generations. Why do you have to use the goo? What
1: is the goo? I, I don't understand what it's purpose a, it's, a, it's a.
2: It's a possession thing. They're possessed by like the spirit of Charles Hawthorne, the founder of the college.
3: Cough. Maybe you. This is pretty subtle, but maybe you've heard of uh, metaphor. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It is. Uh, and it's like it's a movie that uh, it was in, I believe the whole thing was basically just announced, conceived and shot last year because there's so many references that are to things that happened like six months ago. Like one girl confronts her boyfriend at a party and she asks, why are you drinking? I never seen you drink. And he just looks at her and says, I like beer, which we all know where that comes from but yeah it's it's really just so embarrassing because there's no like characters there's just people espousing headlines in, in as a means of being like socially and culturally culturally relevant with the the Me Too movement and how everything that's been going on, it, it, but it's just like so. As a horror movie, it's just so ineptly made, and, and it's incredibly shitty. It's it's it sucks because, like Sean said, I'm I'm a fan of at least always shine, which is a film, a great film by Sophia Takal. But yeah, this is just yeah. downright embarrassing.
0: Who put this out? This is this is, is, uh, is, is Bloomhouse.
2: Yeah, it's Universal ah. by way of Bloomhouse. It's yeah. Yeah, they're
3: letting us down. But you it's- can tell what this is. This is one hundred percent the worst possible result of people trying to capitalize on get out. Yeah. Like this is like oh, oh sure. we could do this with feminism, except holy shit, this script <laughs> is a fucking black hole.
1: <laughs> they should uh they should make a sequel and uh, it could the killer can be a guy named Efrey Jepstein. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so and bad. He, and he,
1: torture, he tortures women on his uh, his murder choo-choo train called the, uh, the Brolita Express. Uh, it's is. are you guys writing this down because we got a script <laughs>
2: for to express um it, it's it's I think the the genesis of this project projects like let's take a classic horror movie black Christmas we're gonna remake it we're gonna add a spin on it we're gonna make we're gonna empower the women in this movie we're gonna make it about them but literally the empowerment comes in the final five minutes where they fight back against the frat boys with medieval weapons that they somehow found it's insane. Oops.
3: Who even are these characters who fight back? Like the whole yeah. cast is killed except for two people, and one oh, of them yeah. is they, they know, run tied into up another... and, and about to die. And all of a sudden, a pack of women just bust in and murder <laughs> all run them. It,
1: the, well, I don't know if you remember.
2: They run into another van of tormented women and team up. Oh God. It. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm still I'm still stuck on this Epstein idea. So, the the remake it would actually it couldn't be a Black Christmas sequel. It would have to be. It would have to be an Elm Street remake, right? Epstein is is Freddy Krueger. That's got to be it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. The, the spirit of Freddy Krueger killed Epstein in his dreams, just like well, Rob in the first Nightmare <laughs> in Elm yeah. Street.
1: And then and then he was he was found to be torturing all these underage women, and then the townspeople got him and they threw him in jail and they made it look like he killed himself, but he didn't.
2: I think the most telling thing about this movie is just as on a horror level, it rips off the best jump scare from Exorcist 3. But whereas that shot is like a five-minute build-up to an incredible payoff, this shot lasts for about uh, 25 seconds before the jump scare happens. And it's it's just so... it's just so feels incredibly lame and, f- like, phoned in. Like, I don't know why they made this movie. I mean, I get... I, I know why, but it's like... It, it, there's no... I don't know. It's just bad. It's really yeah, but bad. For the
3: people involved, why is it so bad? Like, why is it written like this? It it, it it's a few tweaks away from being fun, but yeah. it, it's not fun. It is. It, it it's written like like it reminded me a lot of Kevin Williamson, like very oh, God. snappy dialogue, consciously like making quips at every turn, but none of it lands. It doesn't give the The product like a light feel at all because how could it be a light feel? The whole movie's about (laughs) sexual assault. Uh, Yeah, yeah. it's just something is rotten with this thing.
2: It's like they thought men are tired of being canceled and so they turn to black magic to kill women. That's what it is. To uncancel themselves? Yeah, exactly. They're tired of being canceled.
1: Oh boy. Jeez. Well, that sounds like a real treat. Uh, probably gonna not see this one. I, I cats, I'd say see it. Black Christmas, uh, maybe don't. I mean, both f-
2: <laughs> a I good mean, exercise for, for flabbergastingly bad ideas.
3: Yeah, for for the likes of you, Steve, I, I'd I'd say see it. it it's kind of it's worth seeing because it's fascinating how fucking weird and off the rails the thing is. But for average Joe, no, please never see this. <laughs> I mean, I've been on a real streak in 2020. I've
1: been watching exclusively doo-doo movies uh, since the new year hit, so maybe I'll just keep the streak alive. No good films 2020. That's the plan.
2: Uh, Sounds like something Neil Breen would say.
1: uh, (laughs) No good films! Uh, In addition to Black Christmas, we have another remake of a remake.
2: (laughs) Oh, I've so, got it. I've got it. Rings. That was the other is,
1: one. Oh yeah, there you go.
0: But uh this is firmly in dumpy way now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've we've entered the dump zone. We're no longer just we're we're not just poking out of the turd cutter. We're straight in the bowl. There's, we've been dumped. <laughs> and this is amazing because I I didn't even know that there was gonna be another grudge movie. <clears throat> Uh, Not that I'm really keeping track of these types of things, (laughs) but the way that I discovered it is I was at the movie theater and I was just like, what the fuck is this stupid poster? There's like something stuck to it. Did someone just like smear their weave across the the fucking movie poster? And no, in fact, for The Grudge 2020, the movie poster that they have hanging in, in the movie theater is... It's it's just a regular ass grudge poster with uh, Little Miss Grudgy poking her head out of the bathtub, iconic scene. But uh, she's known for her long black stringy <laughs> hair because this is a, a J horror movie from the early 2000s right. that's been remade a thousand times. So there's literal hair just across the top of the nice. uh, of the poster that just kind of drapes over it. You got to kind of like brush the hair away if you want to see what's going on.
0: So that's great. I like I. I felt like I saw the trailer like eight times in three days. All of a sudden, like I didn't know about it, and I was like, "What is this?" But I was uh, I was in the cinema for uh, the first uh, Grudge remake with Sarah Michelle Gellar, I believe.
1: Oh yeah, I uh, I rewatched that one because I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember liking this, but I think I saw it when it first came out, and uh, and I thought, you know what? At the time, I was firmly in the camp of like. Whatever J horror is, it's not doing it for me. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the Ring remake, and I didn't like the the Grudge remake. Uh, there was the Pulse remake, and I was just like, whatever. The I, I can't I can't deal with this
3: shit. What's that say, Cheese or Die? One that, that's like Shudder oh, or
1: something. Shutter, yeah. Shudder's <laughs> another one. There's a There's Spiral. I don't think that was even remade, but none of those movies at the time really did much for me. Now. Later, I was just like, you know what? The original ring, pretty good. Uh, the original pulse, good. These are these are good things. And I've, I've come around. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to revisit Sarah Michelle Gellar. It's a remake by the original director. It's supposed to be pretty faithful to the original. Maybe I misjudged the grudge. Bad. And, in fact, I did not because
0: holy shit.
1: Um, it's,
0: Isn't it about like a house... Uh, she's like uh, watching a house is that right
1: yeah so it's it's a real bong rip and a half of a fucking story here so the, the main thrust of the movie is what if instead of haunted house haunted house haunted you that's that's pretty much it so if you go in the house the house is haunted but oops the daisy when you leave the house is still haunting your ass and you're gonna die and there's nothing you can do about it so sorry then uh, Blumhouse
3: did that too right the uh what's that shitty movie with the bye-bye bye, man
1: <laughs> i mean it's it's a little bit of bye-bye man yeah. is in the same no not bye-bye story man. tradition
3: the, the much more popular one with the the same woman who's in this grudge remake wearing a gas mask
1: oh insidious uh.
3: yes yes that that's a movie about the house haunting you yeah, yeah. that's that's Don't another one soon.
1: uh which you know what i'd take insidious a thousand times over before i'd watch 2004 grudge again uh, the other thing that they kind of play with here is it's got this kind of nonlinear narrative that it goes with where there's these different vignettes and all these people that have been affected by the house and we kind of see them in different points of time and, and how they affect each other's storylines and blah, 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 blah. But it's it's really shoddily put together and the gimmick of the nonlinear storyline, it, it doesn't do anything to make the movie any better Better or more interesting or more compelling. And uh, God, the, the other thing is, is this Grudge 2004 is a movie that firmly believes it needs to show you its monster or monsters every two seconds, which I am not a fan of at all. I'm more of a, you know, leave me wondering a little bit because whatever you're going to show me with your 2004 shit CGI is probably less horrifying than what I'm imagining. Well, you must this love just, this
3: new one, then you can't see a goddamn oh. thing. <laughs>
1: No, you can't. It's, <laughs> that, that actually helps a little bit. But yeah, in, in the 2004 one, it's it's a, there's no build to any of the scares. There's jump scares constantly, but it's, it's really just... Music swells and it swells and it swells. You know the exact moment the thing is going to jump out. And it's happening like every five minutes, there's a new jump scare. So you're not really... It's not scary. And to contextualize that further, I was watching it with Susan, who is a- afraid of all scary movies and has even been terrified by trailers. And she was sitting there watching it with me and she's like, this isn't scary at all. So if you can't scare the person who thinks that the uh, the the music that they use for the Downton Abbey trailer is terrifying, <laughs> then I think you got a fucking problem. Uh, it's just, it's it's bad across the board. The only thing that's good is... Sam Raimi produced it, and he also produced the new one. But in the 2004 one, he was kind enough to give Ted Raimi uh, a pretty prominent role. So you get a little Ted Raimi in there. Huh. But uh, it is not scary at all. It's it looks like shit. Uh, the Cat Boy, which is the second ghost, there's the tri- the typical stringy hair lady, and then there's Cat Boy. Cat Boy is just straight up fucking obnoxious. Uh, it's it's terrible. There's zero redeeming qualities at all. So then imagine.
0: If- Imagine what Ted Demi could have done
1: with that. <laughs> <laughs> if only. If only. Uh, so then
0: we get two sequels to this. I
1: knew they made a second one, but apparently there's a third Grudge movie in 2009. In addition to, there's like three or four Japanese ones or something. And then...
3: Oh, there are now... more than that. There are like six yeah. Japanese ones. Oh, God. See, I... Ju-On the Curse, Jew on the Curse 2, Jew on the Grudge, Jew on the Grudge 2... And there's Ju-on White Ghost, Jew on Black Ghost. Uh, Too many on ghosts. And on and on.
1: Yeah, there's a million of these things.
3: Well, Ju-on and on and on.
1: <laughs> and then in, in 2020, someone says, you know, I think we need another one. So they hire the guy who made, uh, Jake, what was the name of the film that he made a couple of years ago?
2: Oh, Eyes of My Mother. And his name is Nicholas Pesh or something like that.
1: Yeah, something like that. So old, old Nick decides that he's going to take this one on. And it is pretty much a cleaned up version of the 2004 movie, which I've been told by the internet is not a sequel, and not a remake. It is a w- reboot sidequel because they're rebooting the franchise, no. No, but it takes place around the s- between and during the same time as the first grudge and the second grudge. Uh, but oh, uh, basically, by the, way,
3: by the way, Steve, just to clarify, I, I was also forgetting Ju-on, the beginning of the end and Ju-on, the final curse.
1: <laughs> Not the final curse. <laughs> We're continuing right. to be cursed here. Save your
2: emails, people. We got them all.
1: We got them all. Yeah. So you can stop yelling. at It feels so yeah. yeah. like Friday got
3: the Thirteenth of Japan. Apparently. Oh,
1: God. And <laughs> so this new one, it's. I, I suppose it's interesting because unlike the. Uh, original American remake where they're constantly showing the monster. As you mentioned, Myros, you can't see shit. It's just poorly lit through the entire runtime. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Not much happens. I feel bad for John Cho. Is is his is he okay? Is his career okay? What's yeah, he, he doing here?
2: He's probably searching for better roles.
1: <laughs> Why? Well, You'd think like it's, <laughs> since the, the entire internet was clamoring for. <laughs> For John Cho to get the Oscar nod for searching, and then he rides that momentum into a complete diarrhea storm. Uh, he's not even he's not even like the main character of the fucking film. He's I don't just know like who the a guy the in the movie.
3: In this film. Is there a main yeah. character? I, I think it's I, like I think
1: it's 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 the girl from Mandy. She has to be the main yeah, character. Her uh, and uh
3: Andrea Weisbro, Yeah, and and then it's her,
1: and then the other detective guy who seems like he he thought he walked on the set of, like, an Italian mystery film from 1973, when in fact he's in a grudge movie.
3: But I I guess they're the main characters. Like, I couldn't describe the plot of this movie to you. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Maybe it's because I don't have any context. I haven't seen any of the other 700 grudge movies, but I, I was just, I was confounded. I had... No idea what was happening. It's jumping through time and space, and I, I guess it was a ghost that was killing people. That's about all I got out of it.
1: Yeah, but it's... Oh, boy. And, yeah, I I, I don't know, man. There's there's nothing going on. There's nothing interesting. It sucks, but it, it never sucks in a way where you're, like, at, at least interested in the way that it's sucking. It's It's so paint-by-numbers and just boring as fuck. It is... Quintessential dumpuary garbage.
3: well It doesn't even do what its intent is, right? You go to see a movie like this, like if I bought a ticket to go see the Curse of La Llorona, I'd be going it, 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 so that something would pop out of the screen and go boogity boo, and I'd jump out of my seat about ten times. That doesn't even happen in this. It's just oh, there's, this, oh, it's, oh, wow. there's, there's a no tension boos. or scares or anything. It's just kind of there. <laughs>
1: Jake, did you see this one too, where me and Mario the I, only ones who put ourselves to the I did not see in.
2: Grudge. No, I saw Black Christmas and a, a later film. But
1: uh, <laughs> that's great. So uh, yeah, I, there's there's not a ton to say about the Grudge other than I still don't know what it's I, about, and you guys have been ranting about it for
2: ten minutes. I it, it's
1: it's not about anything. I mean, so there's there's the the late the, your, your typical Juwan ghost here, which is the stringy hair lady, and then there's a child, and the child is from. The child is explained in in one of the previous murder vignettes that goes on, but I'm not even sure where the lady comes from. Uh, Uh, The lady
3: comes from okay. So this is as far. This is what I could get out of it, is that in the first like minute of the movie, this woman is like a realtor or something in, and she's in Japan and goes to the original Grudge house, just like so. It's happenstance, and then she comes home and murders her family because of grudges and. But. And then the grudge is in that house now.
1: Okay. And then, and then and it then literally later, just
3: jumps like years here, there, everywhere. It's like, oh, now it's 2003. Now it's 2010. And it just keeps like cutting in on various yeah. occupants of said house. And and, and people keep dying over the course
1: of like, it's like and, uh, occupants get murdered and then new people move in and it's no big deal. And then they get murdered. And everyone's just like, oh, wow, what are we going to do? And no one seems to give a fuck. And at one point, the lady cop uh, from the the woman from Mandy is just like, oh, shouldn't we, you know, get the feds involved and investigate this? And then Mr. Uh, Italian giallo horror detective is like, ah, I fucking hate the feds. <laughs> That's the explanation they give. Yeah. And then uh, and then I guess at the end, she brings the curse back to her house. And then John Cho and his dead wife and their aborted fetus are like haunting her house now, and now we've got multiple Grudge homes, and I, I don't know,
0: man. I um, I walked out of a movie simultaneous to some people walking out of what I believe was the Grudge, and some this couple that was like seemed like they were probably in their early twenties and uh, uh, maybe mid twenties. And the kid, the 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 guy was just like so angry at this movie, uh, and not, ta- talking about it's not even about, good enough to
1: elicit anger. <laughs> that's the
0: thing. You know, that's not what he thought. He said, "Ah, I've never, I've never felt s- such a impulse to get online and talk about how bad a movie is."
3: <laughs> no, this is like, this is not worth being online. See, to me, I I just can't figure out, like, why they edited the film the way they did, because it's totally non-linear and confusing. And if it isn't going to be a boogity-boo haunted house movie, where they're jumping out at you every 10 seconds, then it's going to be, like, a Saw-style meat movie. You know, this is a a series of people moving into a house and getting brutally murdered. But they don't even, like... It is just so strangely elliptical, like, they'll... Like I don't remember John Show even getting murdered, or his his wife, his pregnant wife. Does she even get murdered in the movie? It's just like kind of like, well, they must have been murdered. They stopped being in the movie. <laughs> this is like no satisfaction for like those basal genre pleasures that people go to see shitty horror movies for. Even it's just weird.
1: Yeah, it's uh, and the funny thing is, is again like. I don't think many people have seen this, but no one's even talking about it. Like if you you do like a search for the grudge on Twitter, people before you get to anyone talking about the new grudge, there's just like three dozen posts of people talking about the other grudge movies, (laughs) no relation to the new movie. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty rough. The official grudge movie account on Twitter only has like 2000 followers. I kind of feel bad. Maybe I should start tweeting with the grudge just so that intern has something to do for the next few weeks. I don't know it's it's rough no one gives a shit you shouldn't hmm. give a shit well uh, I, the,
3: the model's still working I think both have already basically guaranteed to make money So. Uh, oh yeah there's no works. way this
1: movie costs more than like it, it couldn't have been more than 10 million to make
3: right yeah, I, I couldn't have told you that Black Christmas was ever in theaters and I've never talked to anyone who'd seen it uh, but it still made like triple its budget so there you go yeah. uh, the formula works but yeah, yeah. it's strange because you think of, like, the Black Christmas remake from 04 or 06 or whichever oh it is. 06, yeah. Uh, it's, like, roundly reviled. Like, everyone despises them. It was, it was considered probably the worst movie that year at the time. And somehow this new one has significantly worse reviews than that. Or I, I'm not talking critical reviews. I haven't investigated that. But, like, it's IMDb rating much worse and the same for this new Grudge movie. It's like, jeez.
1: The Grudge got a cinema score of like F or something. Yeah, you've <laughs> you got this impressive.
3: real low bar. You, can't even you got to dive under that motherfucker? Apparently,
1: <laughs> I guess. So you got to patch
3: these things, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think you can patch the Grudge. You just have to completely redo it. <laughs> just add in some better lighting. You know. <laughs> no, it's it's the Adjust Fallout seventy six of the Grudge. <laughs> <laughs> just the shaders. <laughs> What's what's your field of view slider after for the Grudge?
3: <laughs> it was quite narrow.
1: <laughs> oh my God! So, yeah, that that's uh, that was a great way for me to spend 90 minutes of my life. Um, really enjoyed that. I think it was only 90 minutes. It's hard to t- it's it's hard to tell with these movies. They feel like three hours, but it's, it's probably about 90 minutes. So movies but hey. are
3: like uh, Madden now. There's just like an annual release for each thing, and they're broken when they come out, and they'll fix them later. That's where yeah, we're at. That's exactly
1: it. That's where we're headed. <laughs> Movies are just video games now. Just just fucking deal with it, man. Uh well, hey, you know, if, if you don't want to watch horror this January, you, you have other options. Uh this is one where I remember seeing some some previews for it, but again, I don't recall it ever coming out until Sean told me that he watched it. Uh seems like the type of thing I'd see at like a fucking Delta Airlines flight. Uh, Sean, you watched Like a Boss?
0: Uh yeah, yeah, I did. Are you feeling like are you feeling like, you feeling to... like a real
1: Lizzo ass girl boss right now?
0: I I prepared for this podcast like a boss.
1: Tell me how. Tell me how, Sean.
0: Watching like a boss.
1: <laughs> and um, and this is this is just your standard Tiffany Haddish vehicle. She says wacky stuff and falls.
0: Oh yeah. Uh but uh I want to start by mentioning that this is this isn't uh, just a Tiffany Haddish picture. This is a uh Miguel Arteta film. Um oh, tell me more. Maybe. Uh maybe you've seen Youth in Revolt or oh. Chuck and Buck hmm. or The Good Girl. Oh, uh, or Beatrice at dinner re- more recently, <laughs> um, or Cedar Rapids <laughs> like this guy.
3: This guy is the, the weirdest. Michael Sarah mustache movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: yeah. yeah. he did. He did. He did Duck Butter a couple years ago, okay. which was an Elias um thing. But um,
1: so so our our boys got a long and storied career of making movies that don't make money. That's cool. Um, More than anyone particularly and, likes. Although Chuck and Buck is allegedly good, but I haven't seen it. Right,
0: and I, I can't. I don't think anybody likes Cedar Rapids, but um, otherwise, it's it's very hard to pin down who this person is. Um, he also did Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. But um, so basically, now streaming scattered. on Disney Plus. But uh, if you were going to tell me that this director like has a new movie out, I would say like, oh, it's probably bad, but like, you know, some sort of indie charming thing that like, you know, some people, you know, it, it, it would make sense. And this is like so clearly just like uh, we need to put a name on this, whether they did anything on it or not, um, which isn't to absolve. Uh, Arteta, for all I know, he was behind every shot and, like, storyboarded this whole thing and came up with, you know, rehearsed for six months. Um, But uh, this is about, well, it's 80 minutes long um, with credits. And uh, it's, like, Tiffany Haddish and uh, Rose Byrne have this, like, boutique cosmetics uh, store. Thing and they've come up with like this line Like they don't do very well um, They're failing and But they have like sort of this like loving family You know work business thing You know their employees love them and blah 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 But they're just not doing very well And they came up with like this one product Called like the um, It's like the one night stand cosmetic bag thing Like it's kind of like this disposable thing uh, this bag to like carry around in your in your bag for like uh potential one night stands and then like you wake up and you got everything. Um and <clears throat> they get poached by this uh big company that is uh run by Salma Selma Hayek. Um and it's just sort of like her being like, yeah, Okay, I'll buy this tiny company that's failing because they have this one product and we can just use that product and like make a bunch of money off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it basically is is a movie about like some or Rose Byrne and Tiffany Haddish like their friendship, but there's it's just like the charm has been like just vice grip out of this to just be like every line is just like moving the plot forward it's about like well i didn't want to tell you about the business well we got to do something about the business well um should we do it do it? should we go into to partnership with her and and then they decide to and then they're like well this is what we're gonna do for the presentation and the next scene's like ah, oh, i don't feel good about the presentation And the next scene's like Here's the presentation. Like it, it, it's it, there's no time for like charm or anything. Even there, like there's like this party scene. Like Jessica St Clair is in it, and some other uh, fringe uh, actors. And but even that stuff, it's not like here's time for like you know just spontaneous fun to be had. It's just all about like uh moving you know it's all about you know them being able to talk about the plot at hand and it's it's um kind of fatiguing um but don't worry they uh they act like a boss and they um decide that they don't want to actually be under this corporate leadership and by some like wave of a magic wand like they actually get Salma Hayek to like pay them more money to like leave this like it's it's just ridiculous but well Sean, um, maybe you're not familiar with American capitalism that's how things work yeah yeah the, yeah <laughs>
3: exactly. you gotta you gotta work within the system and then the system works for you
0: but what I wanted Ha-ha. to say is that uh, I, like obviously this is a very like dumpy thing like prototypical dumpy thing where it's just like um, they knew that they had just like a rotten bag of garbage like on their hands and they just needed like they shot it and they just needed to get it out and just just be done with it and recoup any expenses um, but what's what I find weird about these types of things is that I can't imagine like I don't know how this happens where like someone re- wrote this at some point and and they couldn't have written this exact thing like a screenwriter doesn't go i'm going to write this thing uh and i want it to sell so you know i'll have it be about these things but they uh, like they always want it to be good right they you know they want to like build character development nobody's writing this and then it goes to like studios and they go yeah let's do this like something happened to this thing as i imagined did to a lot of these uh probably horror movies too uh, where there's just like, I don't know. Like I said, just squeeze all, like, everything out of it that could mean any sort of, like, personal touch. Like, this is just, like, auto-generated comedy about women. <sighs> it's it's just, like, charmless. I don't know. How do, I, how does this stuff happen? I,
1: I, I just I feel like this is another thing. This is the John Cho trage- trajectory, but I think it's even worse for Tiffany Haddish where – Oh yeah! A few years ago, for girls' trip, people were like Tiffany Haddish deserves an Oscar. Give her the Golden Globe. And now she's she's pivoted directly from that into like late career Eddie Murphy, like pre Dolomite. Like this is <laughs> how, how did yeah. she get
0: here? How are it's we that here? Melissa McCarthy arc? Oh, yeah, Melissa McCarthy I've, arc. We love it.
1: We love to see
0: it. I watched. Um, I tried to watch Night School last year, the movie she did with Kevin Hart, and I I couldn't get past like. Four Five minutes or so and i was like in the mood to watch it um and i i i just couldn't do it but uh yeah like a movie like this it doesn't like give me uh you know it's it's not it's not fun to just like shit on a movie like this it's just like what like what because no you know obviously everybody knows this is a bad movie uh but i don't understand how these things just happen where there's just like absolutely no charm left in them
1: Completely beyond me. I don't understand. Uh,
2: I've seen the trailer like three dozen times, and a, a lot of the comedy just seems to be yelling and screaming and bad improv.
0: Yeah, uh, right. there is. Stop I
1: describing our podcast.
0: <laughs> I think there was one good joke, but I, I don't remember it. But yeah, it's it's just like Tiffany Haddish going like saying stuff with like uh, that aren't punchlines, but just like with emphasis, and then uh, some people laugh at it. That's about it. Mm. Like they, oh, they go to this big corporate office. The summer hike uh, runs, and they have drones flying around, and they break one of the drones and hide it in their phone right before the big meeting, and they have to act like it's their cell phone going off in their bag, even though it's like a drone. Like it, it, it's just like bad physical comedy. It's a, it's Can a gag we stop minute, with man. The
3: Soleimani talk. I, I we can't get so political on this <laughs> goddamn. <laughs>
0: wow. Well. This
1: actually I it's funny you mentioned that too because I I finally got around to seeing the the newest Star Wars movie which whoa, oh boy, uh, talk about bad writing and bad comedy. Holy shit. Uh, apparently this is what passes for comedy now, but there's this scene where they're going through the desert and they're getting chased by stormtroopers and the stormtroopers have, like, little rocket jetpacks and they kind of, like, jetpack after them. And one one of the the guys, Finn or whatever, he goes, they fly now? And then C-3PO goes, they fly now! And then Ray goes, they fly now! And then we're all supposed to go, ha, 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 they fly now. That's the joke. It's not a fucking joke. It's not, there's nothing funny. What? It's just you're literally observing something that we just saw, and it's it, in your fucking goofy-ass space movie where everything flies. Who gives a shit? It's, I yeah. So, I I don't understand. That's just that's what comedy is, man.
3: That movie is far too successful us. for us to touch on. You should pivot yeah, we, to. We can't uh, talk about that. Much less successful film. You're
1: right. You're right. Star Wars is perfect.
2: Uh, Cats is better wrong. than the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I yeah, would we'll
1: agree say with that 100%. It's yeah. it's much better. It's a much better film. Uh, looks better, better written, just better all around. Ah, uh, gosh. Sure. Well, you know, the the one thing is though, not everything that we watched for this podcast in Dumpywarey was a big floating turd. Believe it or not, and this usually happens, I'm saying that, but I don't know if that's actually true. But Usually every year there's one thing where we can agree, good or bad, it was at least entertaining. It's it's worth seeking out. It's something. It got dumped unceremoniously into this period, but damn it, it's worth something. Yeah, and like monster trucks. Like monster trucks, exactly. Uh, love that cam rip. That was a really good... Creech, uh, man. I, <laughs> <preach>. <laughs> no.
0: Oh, that was so good. So, <laughs> Almost as good as the 12-strong cam rip. <laughs>
1: Which one's 12? Is that the War Horse movie? War Horses yeah, or
0: whatever? The,
2: yeah, the declassified story of the horse soldiers.
0: More horse. With like, with like <laughs> William Fichtner and like every other actor. And
2: Liam Hemsworth. And yeah. Michael Shannon.
1: How are we going to kill a Rans number two if we don't have our fucking thoroughbreds? That's a good one, man. <laughs> Gerard yeah. Butler. Gerard, Gerard Butler winning the fucking war for, for George W. Bush on his fucking steed. Uh, we actually, this year, though, we, uh, or we, I, I say we, but uh, I'm not including myself in this, because, of course, I didn't watch the good thing for this podcast. Uh, you guys went and you saw a little movie called Underwater, and it didn't suck complete
0: ass? I think it was just me and Jay. Yeah, did I also see didn't Jay? see anything yeah. good. <laughs> oh, good. Wonderful. A,
2: Love it. I'm pretty positive on it. I don't know about Sean. How did you feel about it?
0: Um, I thought it was fine. It's it's just like very baseline like uh know, it doesn't doesn't bump too far uh up or down from just that main baseline of being like okay i'm watching this thing i mean um, at least it's got a good saw, cast
1: right i mean it's it's got Kristen stewart it's yeah. got vincent castle yeah. it's got uh the the killer from black christmas tj miller <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah he's a highlight yeah. um no i i saw um somebody else's reaction Online was like, uh, it was interesting to watch a movie that I knew I was going to forget immediately. Uh, and that's kind of what this yeah. is like. Like, you know, it's not offensive or anything like that. And like, I like some of it, and a lot of it I just go, oh, this doesn't really register as much. Um, a lot of people have called it like aliens, uh, alien exploitation, but um, yeah,
2: it's, it's basically alien at the bottom of the ocean. Um, and I think to this film's credit, what I, I probably really liked it because I had watched 1917 right before it and I fucking hated 1917. Um, so this just kind of felt like a nice fresh of B movie air and it, yeah. it really just sort of like there's, so you came up for water. Exactly. And I, I came this. up, yeah. I came up for air and I went underwater to do, to do so. But uh, yeah, the movie like it like there's like maybe thirty seconds of exposition via newspaper clippings in the beginning, and then immediately the disaster strikes, and it just yeah. it kind of hits the ground running and just takes off, and is it's it's mostly just about these blue collar workers trying to survive and get through flooded parts of this underground uh, drilling
0: yeah, accident
2: drilling site, and or whatever, and then halfway through that we re- discover oh there's monsters outside in the ocean too. But um, yeah, I had a fun time. I it's it's perfectly harmless, entertaining. Uh, like I said, it's it's a solid B minus um, creature feature. TJ better Miller's, than the
1: Meg. Oh oh,
2: I, <laughs> yeah, I would take
0: it's than the Meg. a dozen of
2: these more than the Meg. The Meg fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, this is this is yeah. just has a sense of fun, and Case Two is actually really good in it.
3: I was gonna say, yeah, like, how I does it compare kind of... to? Sticking on the theme of the pod, it seems like they made this exact same movie two years ago in Dumpy Worry with a Life. Anyone see that? It seems Nobody like saw the
2: exact... that, was, <laughs> that. Was like a summer release, if I'm not mistaken. Was but, it? Um,
0: I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was hardcore. Yeah, Dumpy. that sounds right. Believe so, yeah, but uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um yeah, I didn't see that. But this is. Uh, uh, I think. Uh, so we're not. Kristen we're not Stewart. talking
1: about the Eddie Murphy Martin Lawrence movie then.
2: No. Um, no, need, no. <laughs> that's from 1999. It was a March
0: release. A March um, release.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay, March. So the precipice of summer. Okay, uh,
0: uh, Kristen Stewart, I think is um she's perfectly fine in this because she's good. Um, but uh, like, it, and I was thinking almost immediately, like um, uh, thank God she's in oh, it because Johnny there. Yes. Oh, yeah, we lost oh no! Him. Did you guys? Hey, we lost did you guys lose me?
1: He's been canceled. You said
2: Kristen Stewart was fine, and then you cut out. You
1: You, you said she was fine and not good, so we canceled you briefly, but you're back now.
0: Okay. That's weird. Um, Mm. Anyway, okay, so she immediately, I was like, thank God it's her and not somebody else, because it seemed that the movie didn't have enough around her to really, like, sustain... Uh, my attention, you know, like um, her as a as a performer, and um, but it's interesting too when she's in a role like this. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah, yeah you're good. Okay. Sound, voice of an uh, angel. In, in, in a role like this, where she is serving like this action role, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's different from when she's like an art house movie where a lot of the stuff is just kind of like you know talking and sitting around in rooms or whatever. Um, and she's like a, you know, urban contemporary person in the world. But when she's like yeah. in this like sci-fi thing and she has to, you know, it's almost like the, the sci-fi movie from um, uh Clause of Sils Maria, you know, where you had to do like this. Oh, yeah. This uh, overacting type of stuff. Like it's it's that type of role. But um, but she she does it well. But it's interesting because you never think you're watching like somebody working on that ship and what they're doing, like, you're very clearly, like, she's such an icon, you're watching Kristen Stewart do this thing, but not, and and that's not a criticism, that's just, like, she's obscured this type of role, but also made it more interesting, Um, so I don't know, it's a weird, it's a weird uh, thing, but it's a plus, um, because this movie isn't good enough to have just, like, a good uh, actor in that role. You know, like, just a serviceable actor. I don't think the movie's good enough to do that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, I, that's I one just, of the big, big takes.
2: I kind of admired how it, it's really just, a, like, the the actors are all, like, they're, they're all, like, soaking wet and covered in grime and blood, and, like, it's, it's not a very clean film, and there's a lot of really incredible-looking set design in this movie, um, and they also, like, for mo- the most part, they wear these really cool... Diving suits, which I, I was a fan of. Um, but yeah, and then halfway through we discover there's like a giant Cthulhu under the ocean, which is I I, I thought I don't know, it's kinda of, kinda of yeah. fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I I I, I, think, uh, I recommend uh, I, I welcome underwater with open arms.
0: I think um, And T- There's also mm-hmm. some we yeah. T J Miller uh, dies uh, early on too if you're wondering. <laughs> yeah. He sucks. Well they patched uh, him. Uh, yeah. Right. They literally Um, suck
2: him out of the movie.
0: I think that there's some weird stuff about um, corporate, like, uh, whatever. Because, you know, it's this drilling thing, but it's like a corporate mission and, you know, like a NASA type of thing, I guess. Um, And there's some weird stuff about, like, corporate subterfuge and, like, um, there's, like, an intercom overhead at some point about like staying calm and stuff and like you can kind of get the sense that they wanted to like say something there uh, uh, some sort of dissonance between like being on the crew and 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 having this accident and then like sort of this corporate speak thing that they have to deal with um and then like it kind of like goes away um and the monster stuff i'm not really ever sure what they are other than just like monsters um I mean, as like like I don't know why they're there, they're just there and it's just a creature feature like on its bones, which like I get if that's why you like it, whatever. but um, again, like the movie didn't excite me enough to keep me from asking why are they here? Uh, or like you know, what what's going on here? Um, but then at the end, uh, like, as the credit music is playing, but before the credits actually start, it goes to this weird, like zooming around, um, like fake newspaper clippings. Um, like somebody actually walked out as this started because it just feels so much like ending credits. Um, it goes to like these newspaper clippings about like how the, this this uh, corporate company or whatever and the government is like trying to hide or like has kept like all of the interviews with the with the um, captains. Like, under wraps and stuff. And it, it, and it, there's absolutely nothing in the movie to support that. And also, it's just a really, like, uh, quick and easy way to patch something on there. It, like, but I have no idea what that is supposed to imply. Like, there's just nothing in the movie just to, to support that type of move. And it's just done poorly, like, on the credits like that. I don't know. So, it, it it's a very flawed movie by my estimation. But, like, you know, it's not... Like I said, it just registers up and below the basic just main line for me,
2: yeah, yeah, that like last thirty seconds tacked on is I don't know what it's just some kind of weird stab at like some kind of. Corp. it's like the thing is that oh these giant corporates are shady and they're polluting the planet but you know they're not letting any secrets out about what happened under the ocean but uh yeah aside from that it's like it's not perfect by any means but like I said I I had you know it's passively entertaining for what it is Mm -hmm. um yeah intro and outro aside
1: well, I'm glad sure. we found some passable entertainment this. Dump-uary. Yeah, I'm just.
2: It might be the. It honestly might be the best Dumpyary movie I've ever seen. I can't. I cannot think of anything wow. that could top it. It's. It's. Yeah. It's. it's Somebody it's needs fun. to
1: watch the unrated director's cut of Bye Bye Man. That's
0: all <laughs> I'm saying.
2: <laughs> oh, Truth. oh man! Don't think it. Don't say it.
0: Or wait, wait, wait! Truth or Dare? Wasn't that? Dump-uary? Oh no, that was, was later uh, in the year. That was, yeah, that was later in the year. Oh. Unfortunately,
1: it's got it's got the the but, vibes, but unfortunately, it was it was later.
0: Just, just Blumhouse. But we still have um, we still have like was six weeks of Dumbfway stuff.
1: That's right, big big have, dump like, round two is coming after after you get through awards season. We are <laughs> recording this
2: on the eve of Bad Boys for Life coming out, which was not directed by Michael Bay
0: isn't there is that turning movie the turning is that a dumpy movie oh yeah
1: that's that's a real dump and a half pg-13 horror starring fucking mr stranger things it's real spooky the house takes you back to the 80s and there's a fucking uh a a falco poster on the wall or something i don't fuck that (laughs) i can't stand Uh, that little shit sorry finn wolfhard or whatever your name is it's you, you just you're a rash on my body every time I, I see you I
2: think, uh, think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Doolittle is out oh, and then also uh, Guy Ritchie has been reduced to uh, dumpyware he's got The Gentleman coming out next weekend uh, and then something called Gretel and Hansel which I'm guessing oh. is a twist on the Hansel and Gretel story as evidenced by the reversal of the name order
3: That's uh, well, another how, thrilling new idea they've only made like 17 of those in the last decade
2: I know do you remember the one where Jeremy Hun- Jeremy Renner was in it as a witch hunter?
3: Yes, yes I <laughs> <Yeah>. do.
1: <laughs> Every time I see Jeremy Renner, I just wish that it was Jeremy Piven instead because it'd be way stupider. Imagine a Jeremy Piven Hawkeye. How much more would you enjoy Marvel movies?
2: Oh, man. you be begging Fuck for him me to jump off that cliff.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's wrap this one up. Uh, Jake, what are you putting over this week?
2: Yeah, so 2019 is over with, um, and you might think that there's nothing good to see in Dumpuary and it's just a big waste of time. So I'm going to go ahead and offer a uh, a movie, the best movie I saw last year, which is a movie called La Floor. Uh, it's a 14-hour epic. Uh, shot over a period of 10 years, it's an Argentinian film. Um, basically, it's just six separate stories um, put together in this very interesting uh, structure, uh, and it, each story all stars these four actresses. Um, and it's an incredible amount of fun. There's a there's a mummy movie, and it's basically got like all sort. It's basically got every genre you could ask for. It's it's a musical. It's got a mummy B movie. There's a spy thriller. Uh, it's there's a silent remake of a french film it's it's fucking it's phenomenal uh and it's pretty much impossible to find unless you have illegal means of finding it uh so yeah i highly recommend Le Fleur. it's one of the best things i've maybe ever seen
1: fantastic sean what are you putting over
0: uh i finally got around to uh seeing magic mike um I went to see that in the theater, and I remember falling asleep just because that I was tired that day. Not any indictment on Cause the movie.
1: Because big wagon weenies make
0: you tired. Yeah, and um, I finally watched it, and I loved it. I thought it was so smart and interesting, and like stylish, um, just like uh, vintage Soderbergh stuff. Um, like it, it's, it's, uh, it's really something. Mm-hmm that movie um and i've heard xxl is better so i have that i have that on the way but but yeah um if you've if you've been holding out on magic mike i'd say get to it um especially um i i was interested in watching i mean this this wasn't the impetus for me watching it but while i was watching i couldn't help but think about hustlers movie that i found very disappointing um I think Soderbergh just does a lot of stuff. Like that movie was talked a lot about as like this movie that does everything Scorsese does, but better. Um <laughs> and this is uh this is a different type of take I guess than that. Like Magic Mike isn't a Scorsese riff, mm-hmm. but um but he does so many things that are interesting and subtle um in that movie that uh I was missing from Hustlers. But um, that's not why I like it. It's just, uh, yeah, if, if you like Soderbergh, this is top tier stuff.
1: Well, and I mean, not only does it have Channing Tatum as the titular Magic Mike, but let's not forget that Soderbergh was brave enough to cast Kevin Nash as Tarzan. Not enough people mm. casting Kevin Nash these days. Yeah, that, yeah. You want to improve your yeah, movie? Cool. Big Daddy Cool. Get the fucking Wolf Pack involved. He's good.
0: He's good. Work really for the good. secret of
1: the ooze. Exactly. <laughs> Name a bad movie Kevin Nash has been in. I'll wait. Don't look at his
3: IMDb page, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's probably. Virus. What are you? What are you putting over? <laughs> this segment gets harder and harder for me. I feel like I only ingest brain poison. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Or you go uh, schoolwork. Uh, yeah. That's that's a. There's no more work than there ever was. I'm I'm putting over college. I think it might have to do with that James Madison bust in my basement. It's causing problems for my mental faculties. All I can think about is killing women. Um, But I did stumble (laughs) upon this excellent website where I could get up to 300% gambling (laughs) bonus and a limited multiplication of money. Slots, sports, and poker. Uh, So check it out. Uh, (laughs) Getbait.com. How do you spell that? That is G E T B the Number Eight dot com <laughs> I like
1: how cam rips are sponsored by like a fucking website where if you go to it I think your computer just
0: instantly explodes. <laughs> did you did you guys have pinatas dropping in? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> That was, that was the fucking Dude,
1: I like how there's there's just like the movie is in English but then they just they scroll their fucking get bait ad in like a thousand different languages so halfway through like the, the, the tense music is rising and just like it's telling you to, to that you're going to get 300% back at your investment like fucking Farsi
0: <laughs> yeah
1: oh yeah, not not that we watched Cam rips or encourage that. We would never do such I a... Could, no, no.
0: No, I visited I that site
3: for completely did. legitimate gambling reasons. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're all legitimate gamblers imagine. here.
0: <laughs> not that I I, not I, that watched, I watched Uncut watched. Gems
1: yeah. and I thought, why not me? That could be me.
0: There you go. Not that I watched uh, one of these things, but I could imagine if you did, the, the sound would be uh, less than... Uh, good um when you're watching the the film and then uh all of a sudden when an ad comes <laughs> on <laughs> the sound is drastically uh different and full and so it's startling and extremely <laughs> crass <laughs> um but that's i it's just what i'm imagining it would be like good lord
1: all right uh yeah man so next time you you got you got to 150k down on a six way parlay during the nba finals that's that's the way to do it um i am gonna go ahead and put over uh, bella lugosi meets a brooklyn gorilla <laughs> are you guys familiar with this one uh, i no, I'm not yeah. tell me more uh well <laughs> it's an awful movie from the, the 1950s and it stars a young duke mitchell As well as uh, the titular Bela Lugosi and uh, Sammy Petrillo. And uh, yeah, Duke Mitchell, he would do this this act where uh, him and Sammy Petrillo would actually just go around Southern California ripping off uh, more famous established comedians and then somehow they got cast in this movie. And this eventually led to Duke Mitchell deciding that The Godfather actually sucks. And um, he decided to make a little movie called Massacre Mafia Style. And then after that, he made his magnum opus, a movie called Gone with the Pope, where some Italian gangsters kidnap the Pope and their plan is to charge a ransom where every single Catholic in the world has to each pay them $1 uh, in order to get the Pope back. (laughs) Uh, And as you can imagine, it doesn't go well for him in that one. Anyways, Duke Mitchell is fucking crazy. Uh, I'm glad that this finally made it to Blu-ray, And it's actually courtesy of uh, the important yeah Gold Ninja Video, which is uh, the guys from Important Cinema Club podcast, and they decided you know what fuck it, we're gonna start putting out movies. Uh, It's a nice little package. It's cheap. It's like ten bucks, and it's got some uh, some wonderful essays that come along with it. Some commentary tracks. Highly recommend checking it out. I think they only did like a run of like two hundred maybe. They're each hand numbered, so if you have any interest in just supporting independent uh, movie distributors, Blu-ray distributors, and seeing something weird and shitty and fun. Uh, yeah, Bela Lugosi meets a Brooklyn Gorilla. That That's your... Put it at the top of your Amazon wish list, motherfucker. It's <laughs> good stuff. Actually, don't. I don't think it's on Amazon, so go to their website. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that... I think I, I think might I, do I, that. I think you should. I would highly recommend it. Uh, and, and it's a genuinely fascinating stupid movie, so... And yeah, fucking Sammy Petrillo too. Holy shit, Uh, he is aggravating, just unbelievably (laughs) aggravating in ways that you you cannot even fathom.
2: Well, don't oversell it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, you know uh, Anyways, if you enjoyed this podcast Please rate and review us on iTunes If you didn't enjoy the podcast, rate and review us anyways Just make sure it's a good one uh, When you when you go and, and you rate this All you gotta do, there's a link in the description To this very podcast you were listening to Just click on it, it'll take you right to the page Give us five stars, write a quick review uh, Just type. You don't even have to type in anything Just write, Myros has a small penis uh, and, no. You know, Epstein didn't kill himself Whatever, and that's fine That's all we need, that's it uh, helps make us more visible on iTunes. The more visible we are, the more people can find us, more people can listen, more stuff we can do for you. It's very important. Uh, if you want to find us on the internet, you can tweet at us at Optimism Vaccine. You can email us OptimismVaccine@gmail.com. optimismvaccine at gmail.com. Myros is standing by 24 7 to answer your, your emails, your insults, your death threats, your marriage proposals. Uh, if you want to yell at us individually, I highly recommend that. You can find me on Twitter, at Steve Cuff. That's at Steve, C-U-F-F. Jake, where can people find you?
2: i Jake Tropila, T-R-O-P-I-L-A on all the things.
1: And, uh, Sean, how about you? Where can we find you?
0: You can find me at Sean Glennis on Glitterbox. Beautiful,
1: beautiful. And, uh, yeah, Jake, last word's yours. What's Gucci, my Poochie? Mario's hit the Poochie theme song. Poochie.